This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Guys, we're here. And it is, it's Monday. We're back to Mondays, Hannah. Back to Mondays, but a little bit later for us. Yeah, which, I mean... Not post-watershed late, but... It depends. When it goes out, it will be. It, well, yeah, it will be. It normally is, though. So we can see... I, still do, I didn't check last week to see whether how our explicit rating was... I just assume it's always going to be there, so just bugger, <laughs> bugger, bugger, bugger a lot. But do you know what? We've got some... I'd say some cracking games to get through. I'd be lying. We've got probably a re- and that's just because we didn't get the wins that we wanted for our team. So that's why it's not cracking. It's just it's just a, a mundane, very boring run of the mill. Yeah. But I think there's still a kind of post deadline day high. We had fun on Friday with deadline yeah. day. And there's still lots of that kicking around. Deadline so... day laws for some clubs. Yeah, and it's funny because again, like some of the games that we said last week, oh, don't know about that. Yeah. Like ended up being a little bit more interesting than they might otherwise have been. Yeah, um, and we're starting to see patterns of, I want to say, discipline issues as well. We're starting to see the same teams mm. pick up red cards more often now, and it, we we need to maybe find out a little bit as to why. Um, is it just because the referees are very trigger happy with cards by the looks of things? Maybe not because I don't know. I mean, look at the was, stats. I think in my games that I was looking at, there was only one, which was the Donning one. Um, the other, I mean, the, if that's one trend going the other way, there are there's no like we're onto our fourth top tier top. Top of the league team, maybe in five mm. weeks. Um, everyone has dropped points. Yeah. MK Don's drop points going through. We need to talk <laughs> about that a bit more because MK, I've, got... I've got I've got stuff to say, but it yeah, I, and yeah, crew Newport are another one who drew with Wimbledon. Mm. But again, you know, we ex- what we expected at the beginning of the season, based on very kind of sound, you know, looking at the teams, looking at the transfer business, looking at how they did last season, yeah. managerial changes. You know, we don't, we don't, well, we don't make predictions or stop, but, you know, 
we we kind of have a good idea of where someone where we think someone would be and this season it's just absolutely all over the shop this is where like i think i said in pre-season there's there's 15 teams where the fans think that they should be going for promotion this season yeah. and it's it's showing because it's just chopping and changing constantly and i mean look we, we saw crawley have a really good start to the season and they were second at one point when we were playing each yeah. other with bradford so we yeah, were at one point they were top weren't they yeah think, like yeah in game <laughs> yeah because i think gillingham went they went behind didn't they against was it sutton they were playing or something like and we were yeah. like oh. i think there was a point where crawley were top and stockport were bottom and yes, it was just a sight to behold but then the 16th now and it's yeah. been three weeks. It just shows yeah. it can it can just change. Um, Absolutely. And I wonder whether they got a little... I mean, Scott Lindsay's talked about this, about how they quite enjoy being the underdog and they like being underestimated. And maybe that has been something that they've been able to capitalise on for the first few weeks. And that advantage has slipped somewhat. Yeah. But, you know, we said earlier of the three teams that weren't promoted last season that were in the playoffs, all three are just floundering. So we've got Bradford, Salford and Stockport. And no, I, I don't think any of them are doing anyone as well as might have been expected. I can't comment on the other two because I didn't see them as much last season. But for me, I think the issue with Bradford is last season's League Two was poor. Oh, it was, a, it was no, yeah. it was wasn't strong compared to the season before, where where Exeter and Forest Green went up, um, and Bristol Rovers. It, it was so mm -hmm. much stronger. But so what I think's happened is those three teams have come into this season thinking they've got a playoff squad and thinking if we add to it a little bit more, we can make that push. Mm -hmm. Whereas the teams that weren't anywhere near have really added and are going for it. Whereas. For me, if you put our team from last season and our performances from last season into the year before's League Two, mm -hmm. we're, we're a bang average side. We we yeah. we rode our luck in a lot of games. We and we've tried to adopt that and take it into this season and sit on one nils and it's cost us and oh, yeah, or invite pressure. Last season yeah. we used to spend the first twenty minutes inviting pressure. This season we've invited pressure and every team's gone fantastic. We'll take that. Cheers. And just go. <laughs> And come and then you out. <laughs> yeah, and it's but then they knock us out and we go, oh, we're not strong enough to bring it back here. Mm. And then Bradford fans are up in arms. There's managerial calls at your club, at my Same club. Thing. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, there was one day last week where Dave Chaloner was one hundred percent absolutely going to Charlton. He yeah. was. It was being announced on Friday morning. It was, you know, there all sorts of levels of the club and people associated with the club that's what they were saying and this, this is the thing it's like we 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 put it out on ours and and we would start getting abuse when he when he turned it down it's like we just share what we get told like we don't yeah. we haven't spoke to dave challoner we like i personally no. spoke to three Charlton players two of them said he's coming and one of them said that the cowleys were coming and mm -hmm. i was like well the one that said the cowleys was coming that were coming is out on loan at the minute he's not actually right. i was like I, I'm going to yeah. take the two that are at the club and go. Yeah, yeah, maybe you, maybe you know. Um, but look, I still don't. I don't think Dave Challoner turning down or rejecting the because he obviously met with them. We know mm -hmm. he met with them. I don't think him rejecting it is as good a thing for Stockport as some Stockport fans are saying. 
I don't know no. what your thoughts are on it. I like we we did the space last night and I got into it with one of your fans where they said that he showed loyalty. See, he did not show loyalty in any way, shape, or form. He went and looked, so he wasn't loyal. He, he still went and said, "Oh, do you know what?" And do you know what he was as well, or a version of it? Basically, he's not had much interview practice. <laughs> so it's like, you know, when they send like work experience kids out for yeah. a job to job application experience and interviews, it was a little bit like that. But he he said on Saturday night that, and I feel like he said something like this before, maybe this time last year, that he will stay as long as he's wanted. And it was it's a bit of a Granny McPhee thing. No, not Granny McPhee, is it? Nanny McPhee. Nanny right. Granny McPhee. <laughs> right, we found our first edit. We found the first edit we need. We need to get rid of Granny McPhee. That's the name of the episode as well. <laughs> but that's um, you know, he he said he'll stay as long as he's needed, so or wanted. Um I I don't know. I had gone not just about Chalner, just about things generally. You know, they talk about the um, Kubler-Ross's seven stages of grief. I'd kind of gone all the way and was well in acceptance to the point that I had convinced myself that if he went, it was a good thing. And, uh, you know, it was like, I quite like, I like, you know, fresh starts and just cut and dry endings, yeah. like right, move on. So I was almost slightly disappointed because I'd convinced myself that this was the right thing to go and do. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then we come out and go 2-0 uh, up against Crawley on Saturday. And, um, and yes. Well, in fact, should we start with that? We'll start with Crawley and Stockport. Get it out of the way. It's on the and bottom. Then... Tickering. Yeah, Ryan's clearly, yeah. Predict. He's got his yeah, six Ryan's P's out of Ryan. Them. Which, which games we're each covering and the order and so yeah. he's uh, he's gone he's gone for the jugular first. Yes. Tell us but, what happened Hannah. No well I wasn't there I was at Centre Parks um, doing some you know deep breathing in the forest at, at well no actually at half time it was 2-1 but it didn't feel I mean ne one nil leads never feel comfortable as a Stockport fan and it didn't feel comfortable what happened in the second half was I don't know I mean their their goals were at 54 minutes and 66 minutes we equalized in the 89th minute but the other thing that was happening was that I was watching it on a perfectly legal stream with sofa score notifications and there was about a four minute delay between the two and so it was even more frustrating than normal watching Stockport on the attack and knowing that they weren't going to score because of the delay and the um the sofa score results so yes it was it was three all in the second half we've had Ryan Rydell who is left wing playing right back um Kyle Noyle went off injured in the first few minutes uh Lawrence Maguire who signed from Chesterfield uh, Harry Maguire's brother scored yeah. at the Cheadle end for Crawley on his debut uh, there was lots of very goady uh goal celebrations which I'm they fairly were sure all in front of the Cheadle end weren't they like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were uh, knee sliding in front of the Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I saw it. 
um nowhere near the quality end at all but they were they were all down that end so um and then also scored uh, their third so looking for the positives they so crawley for crawley um they came from behind they were resilient they kept the pressure on they took advantage of a stockport side that were um out of control I guess uh positives from Stockport Nick Powell played well I saw him in one of the teams of the week this I've not seen the sky bet one this week but he was in one of them um Louis Barry scored again um with an assist from Nick Powell actually in the 13th minute we're just still injury ridden we've now got two out on international duty which isn't going to help no so yeah, Wimbledon this week, who will be without... They've got two lo two players on loan from Stockport, so they'll be without Joe Lewis and Connor Lemonhay-Evans, who went last week in the transfer window. How are you guys doing with your squad depth? Because you were, you are, you're going to struggle if you get any injuries here. Yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of defenders, I think we've only, literally only got horseful because the... Uh, Macaulay Southern Hales is out. Uh, Ibi Torre is on international duty. Jaden Richardson has been injured, may well be back. Neil Burns injured. Yeah, there's literally. You've got someone else on international duty as well. Uh, some, oh, another, yeah, we've uh, got uh, all the, one of the new ones. Uh, you got a lot from Salford. Was it? Is, it's him, isn't it? No, no, no. He, Odin Bailey. No, it's um. Oh, it's not Odin Bailey. It's either Joel, uh, is it Joel Cotterell or Alfie Pond. It's one of the two. I think it's Cotterell. I can't remember. I'll find and, out. Yeah. So we're um. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you sound thrilled. Um. It's um. It, you know we're we're better this see our start this season incredibly has been better than last season. So yeah, that's yeah. A, that's reasons to be cheerful. Let's move yeah, on to yeah. Grimsby and Gillingham. Cotterill. Um, yeah. Can I just before we do before we move on uh, to Grimsby and Gillingham? So no, my question before we move on is when you look back at let's say this goes wrong mm -hmm. this season. Let's say your form doesn't pick up. Do you think the turning reason or the thing that fans will be saying is? Charlton should have gone. He should have left. We should have got rid of him. We should have told him to go to Charlton. Is that is it going to be used against him? Is his time now going to have been because he has gone and you know that he's willing to speak to other clubs? Mm. Do you think his window of acceptance and allowing it to sort of bed in has got a little bit shorter? With we're not with everyone, but with some fans. I think he's got three games. Um, that's a rumor that's come from kind of within the club that. He's got three games. So we've got Wimbledon and then we've got MK Dons and then we've got Wrexham. So they're our next three. Right. Oh. <laughs> so, so you currently so you're you're going up against second, fifth, yeah. and yeah. Wrexham. Oh yeah, no, I know. I I I didn't say yeah. I'm just, you know, reporting. Um so yeah, that's uh do you think that there's someone at the club that wants him to go and they've gone, well, the next three games, knowing how difficult it's going to be? I don't know. I think there is a lot going on at Stockport County and I think a lot, you know, there's a lot of criticism levelled at Simon Wilson, who does the recruitment, director of football. 
no one really knows how much of a say Chaloner has on the recruitment, you know, how much he's just working mm. with the players that he's given. So I find it really hard to kind of unpick that and unpick. Yeah. There's been bits coming out over the weekend on on message boards and um and on Twitter about the culture within the club and that, you know, the players are lacking confidence and and who is responsible for that, which I think is is interesting as well, but it's not the kind of thing that we're ever going to get answers about, really. You know, there were rumblings when Chris Hussey left, when um, James Brown went back, or when um, went back to Donk, or went the other way with Carl Noyle, and both of them were quite critical about mm-hmm. the kind of managerial style of Dave Chaloner and um, you know I've said to you that I wonder what, how much of that is coming into play but I'm you know that's... it's just a very weird window to set I could understand if Wrexham was your was like the last game of the month yeah. but you've got another game after that like to, to set the 23rd of is September it, how is... many games is that I've not looked because I remember so, last season or... there's a big thing about 10 games uh, that that it will be your ninth game, right? So, so ten games will take you to the end of September. That would be the what mm-hmm. everyone would expect. I, mm-hmm. for me, if I'm re, if I'm if I don't know the situation and I'm looking from the outside in, I'm going. I'm looking at and if I know who Wrexham are and I know mm-hmm. what MK Dons and Wimbledon are doing, I'm looking going someone there that wants to make that hard for him. Yeah, because they're well, probably looking maybe. thinking Aquinas would definitely winnable game. Uh, well, but also, you know, you know as well as I do how much utter crap comes out of yeah. Stockport yeah. County and the fan base. So, you know, it, it may be that no one has ever suggested three games. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just someone. Are you that's... suggesting that people make things up and tell us them? Clearly, people make stuff make up. a lot of stuff up for us. But um, it is a. That for me screams, if it's true, that for me screams that they feel if they give him till the end of September, that, that Accrington game is winnable. Like mm-hmm. anyone will expect that to be a win. They can't sack him after a win. It's a nice new manager bounce as well, isn't it? <laughs> like Claire that's, Hill that's the thing, it? Yeah, yeah, bring someone in, put them up against Accrington or, uh, sorry, away, which look, Accrington aren't most, but Stockport should be beating them. It, yeah. it, they should. Right, um, go on, cheer me up. Tell on. me about Grimsby. So, Aboisa, once again, no goals this week, <laughs> but apparently, from the, the Gillingham fans I spoke to, couldn't stop him. Could mm. not get near him. Um, I believe he assisted for the second, um, which was a nice little takedown and a, just a tiny little, just a through ball just to his left, and it were finished beautifully. Um, the first goal, remember, it was, it was like a kind of a, an ugly diving header. Um mm. Obviously, we can only watch from the highlights in these games. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we don't watch them live. And the highlights made it look like Gillingham didn't show up at all. Um, mm. But but when you look at the... We, we spoke about how MK Dons have, have dropped points. Um, Gillingham are now dropping points in the same vein. But the, the Gillingham fans I spoke to said that Saturday was more of a humbling than the week before. Which Fair is... Enough. It, it, it seems to be these these clubs have gone right. We're going to come out of the traps. We're going to absolutely fly, and then wheels mm. are starting to fall off. The, uh, uh, at Gillingham, people are questioning the manager. 
They don't believe I that Harris. Back. <laughs> they don't believe Harris is the man to take them forward. He sat third in 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 League Two. I mean, what I will say is that they've, they've still only scored four goals. They've got the joint yeah, worst yeah, goals for in the league. You know, my God, they've got yeah. one of the best against. Um, mm. When you look at Notts County, the top conceded ten. MK Dons conceded mm-hmm. eleven. Gillingham conceded five. Well, half of them were in one game, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. <laughs> Gillingham haven't conceded a lot of goals, but they are now. I mean, put it well. Look at it. They got to four goals scored, non conceded. That's and then they've conceded five and not scored since. It's yeah. It doesn't look good. Maybe there is a little bit of a, an issue. Maybe they need to. I don't want to say make some changes because I don't think that they do. But no. I also find it a little bit a bit confusing that the, the Gillingham fans that said that Saturday was more of a wake-up. I think maybe it's because Colchester, fine, they didn't expect, no one expected them to lose against Colchester, but they could put that down to a blip, a one-off. To happen again a week later Uh shows that there could be a problem and it's made them go, actually, we need to do some work here. The issue is the window's closed. So if this team isn't what they thought it was, unfortunately, they've got to go until January. But look, they they could turn around this week and, and do it. From a Grimsby point, I am... Terrified about this Saturday. I do, um, yeah, I've had a text from a Grimsby fan today who's told me that weirdly they've not sold a lot of tickets. Oh, really? So, yeah, and I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the half 12 kickoff, but at home or away? Like, at home. You're at home. Yeah, we're at home. Um, but no, I mean, looking at it, absolutely nothing. Gillingham didn't seem to offer anything. They had half the shots, they had less possession. It wasn't even like they took one of the halves. It wasn't like a, a game of two. It was literally Grimsby were just the better team all around, top to bottom. Mm. They just did everything right. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to come on to another game later on where this it's the opposite of this, but Gillingham tried to make changes to, to clearly mm-hmm. different to it. It just didn't work. 2-0 after 27 minutes and done. Game's finished. Mm. I would be delighted. I think Grimsby have got a very good squad if they can keep them fit. And that's was George Lapsley back for Gillingham. Uh, I don't Amazing. believe he was. Uh, mm-hmm. No, nope, no, no, no. Uh, did no, didn't come off the bench. I'm sure that it's not. You know, but that's two games that he's not started and two games that they've lost. It's not even that he's just not started them. He's not even been in the squad. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. completely gone. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't there for Saturday. Um, Grimsby could do things this season, as I say, if they keep players fit. And I say that from yeah. experience because I know the players they've got. Aboisa has a very mm-hmm. bad history of injuries. Charles Vernon can be quite injury mm-hmm. prone. He's, in fact, he's injured. He's actually out injured. So, <laughs> so they've just got to. Yeah. Uh, Aboisa seems to be the key man at the minute. And I think on Saturday, we'll see a, a crunching early tackle in mm-hmm. to to, uh, to Abo. But yeah, yeah. Look, looking forward to it. Mm. Who's next? Um, crew and MK Tons, which is oh. another one where there's bit, there was a bit of an upset. And Crew. I mean, it's their, it's only their second win, mm. but they had that run of going two nil down and then yeah, yeah, um, drawing two all. So Jonathan Lico started well. I mean, people have you know universally said you know, like that's all you need. MK Dons and Jonathan Lico, like he 
So the early lead, like first 10 minutes, I think. And then it just, it, I don't know whether it's complacency or I don't, I just don't know. Like um, Thomas scored and, and it was, there was a, a big gap. So Cruz's first goal wasn't until well after halftime, 62 minutes. Yeah. Um, Thomas was unmarked and just flew through. Then there was Courtney Baker Richardson um, and Christopher Long. Aaron Rowe had come off uh, the bench. It's his debut as a subset, well, debut, but he came off the bench as well and to get the assist. And it just, I don't know whether the scoreline flattered crew. I, I, I have no answers. I, I have no answers. MK fans are saying that they really are struggling and they don't like the look of what they're seeing, mm. which is baffling as they are yeah. sat second. I found it really ironic that the person who was on Twitter calling them out saying, how can you be annoyed with your manager when you sat second was a Swindon fan who called <laughs> what Lindsay to be sacked when they were sat fifth. So, nice. like, yeah. come on now. Um, you know... <laughs> Hello, Mr. Pot Kettle and all that. But no, it just oh. Oh, I'd love to be sat second and questioning oh. it. Yeah. But you know, the, the the stakes are high for them. Obviously, they were relegated last season. The owners have put a lot of faith in Graham Alexander. Mm. It's an expensive project that they've got going in terms of the the squad that they've built and and the investment so it is it is high risk and but i think it's too early in the season and no one is no one's running away with it no one is doing universally well every single week so i think that should be encouraging to them it's certainly kind of helping me if someone had told them at the end of last season that after six games they'd be sat second in the league they'd have been delighted mm -hmm. Like because I agree. They, they looked like they were going to potentially be in trouble this season, and they brought in Alexander, yeah. and, and everyone went, "Nah, they're going to be all right." He sat second in the league. He might be trying things that are a bit ugly. You're not enjoying it, but all faith that he'll find his, he'll find the right way of doing things, and they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. What's up next? Not County Accrington. So, Hannah, last week. <laughs> We had a girl who came on the six or six who's a county fan who said yeah. she likes you can't, no, no, you can't talk no, it's not. Really? Yeah. It's county. It's not. Who's the oldest team? <laughs> it's county. Anyway, well, but, right. She she supports Nottingham County. And um <laughs> she she said on the six or six, she said, uh, I like how no one's speaking about us because we could go under the mm -hmm. radar. So when yeah, we did yeah. the show straight afterwards, I went, yeah. Notts County, they don't want to be spoken about, so I'm not going to speak about them. Immediately, yeah. when it went out, someone yeah, yeah. sent me a message going, I know we don't like to be spoken about, but I feel like we should be. And I went, I will do you the honour this week, sir. So this week, I'm talking <laughs> Notts County. And you know what? When I said in that last game how Gillingham, you could see that they made changes to try and get things right, mm -hmm. Accrington didn't. And Knotts uh, County, they went up early, one nil up. Dan Cowley's midfielder. It's what you. It's the sort of midfielder that you want. He's got two goals already this season. Mm -hmm. You you want to see that two goals and assist. He's got. Um, first half was pretty dull. There was a yellow card, a goal in each for each team, but not mm -hmm. much else seemed to have happened. After half time, 
Long, Langstaff steps up and scores. Oh, yeah. That's where things get weird for me because Langstaff <laughs> steps up and scores and Notts County go, right, we're going to make some changes. And they made a sub and a few minutes later, they made another sub and 10 minutes later, they made two more subs. By this point, Accrington have still not made a sub. They've gone 2-1 down away from home at a team that thrives on their crowd and he's... Is a confident side, and as they if they go two mm-hmm. one up, the chances are they're going to score another. They made changes in the 88th minute. That were the first changes in the game, and then they conceded in the 90th. They got injuries. I mean, they, they might have injuries, but the... I'm just thinking, like, why you'd keep the bench unless they were. I mean, Stockport, and and there are other teams in the league as well that are very slow. Doncaster can be very slow to make substitutions. And it's uh, like Grant McCann talked about him, you know, not wanting to make quick reactions, wanting to give them a chance to, mm-hmm. to pull it back. Maybe it's, it's like that. And they they know that they've got their strongest team out there and, and they have to trust in their ability. Yeah. I don't know. I'm clearly hypothesising. I mean, stats-wise, second half, Notts County had pretty much all the ball. As well, really? so I mean, don't get me wrong. Accrington had a lot of shots, mm-hmm. not a lot on target. They had thirteen shots in the second half, but only three of them were on target. So I, I don't know where they were shooting. I'm guessing that looks like long balls. You know, just, just trying your look from mm-hmm. anywhere. You've got to make a change at a team like Notts County. You've got to make a change earlier than the 88th minute, and even then, he only made two changes. So there's five mm-hmm. players sat on that bench, and if I'm an Accrington player, I'm sat on that bench. Who's one of the subs? I'm sat on that bench, and I'm looking, and I'm going. We're three one, we're two one down, and he's making two subs. Two subs at the very. What have I got to do to get into this team? Mm. Like we're not winning. We don't. They clearly on the stats didn't look like winning. But look, yeah. let's let's not take it away from Notts County as to what it was. That mm-hmm. is a phenomenal result for them, um, and it's taken them top of the league. Were they? Um, so Langstaff got two, didn't he? Are they here yeah. to their goals of the season? No, fourth. No. Third and fourth. Oh, right. okay, fair enough. He's on four goals in six games. Got him doing wrong. He scored them both in uh in two games. So he scored two and two. But yeah, no, he's that's his fourth. He's, he's got four in four goals in six games, which is you know, if he goes to the end of the season, he's looking thirty goals minimum, thirty two. Which, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 want, don't you? <laughs> Everyone wants that thirty goal plus uh man. And when you look at him getting four was it forty two he got last season? Mm-hmm. He, he never in doubt, really, was Seriously it? Seriously impressive. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see him do some more. I would like to see him score more. Um, I would like to see more from him. But if he scores two every other game, fine. Yeah. You know, it was like, we'll just leave him to <laughs> That's it. acceptable for you, is it? It's acceptable. Um, right. It's not quite Andy Cook levels of, of football, but it's up there. But but again, look, not scouting, they looked... They look strong. Them, Grimsby, teams that didn't necessarily start well are starting to pick up a bit of pace and are putting in performances that make you go, shit, don't want to play them. Because we, yeah, because that's what we need, even more reasons. Yeah, teams that can play. Yeah, right. So next up, there's a match in there, but there's some other stuff around it. So um, Harrogate... Uh, hosted Barrow on Saturday. 
Barrow won one nil. It's the first time in thirteen trips that Barrow have won at Harrogate, and like we yeah. said this before, Harrogate are just some people's bogeyman team. Well, they seem to be everyone's bogey team. They seem well, everyone you speak to goes, "Oh, we don't do well at Harrogate," and then you're like, "We well, right. finished eighteenth last year." <laughs> what do you mean you don't win? Yeah. Someone's clearly winning at Harrogate. But bless him, Simon Weaver had a shit week last week. They lost 8-0 to Blackburn on Tuesday night, I guess. It might have been Wednesday night. And so you might have expected that sometimes you get a proper reaction out of a team that loses like that and, you know, going out on the Saturday. That did not happen. In fairness to them, um, Harrogate were awarded a penalty in the first half that they missed. Uh, Now... So Kean Spence, who scored Barry's goal, he's new. He came from Halifax in the summer. I think it's his second goal. He's also he's Harrogate, born and bred as well, just for a bit of local interest. Oh, now Luke Armstrong normally takes Harrogate's penalties. Luke Armstrong, as of today at eight fifty one on on Monday night, is still a Harrogate player. But um, as was widely reported, uh, he signed for Wrexham on Friday night, a deal rumoured to be about 500 grand plus add-ons. I think I think I read 630 was kind of the value of of the package. Um, Wrexham tweeted out quite late on, you know, we've submitted the paperwork. It sounds like the paperwork went in about 10 to midnight. Yeah, they tweeted at 11.53, they put their tweet out. There you go. All right, seven minutes to midnight. Be very precise, because we no, are... I mean, they, yeah, they tweeted it out. I don't mean... They, they might have <laughs> put the paperwork in at 10, so, but they tweeted out at seven minutes to, and I was like, right. oh, something's not right. Yeah, and it, so it felt a bit tight. And then on Mon- uh, on Saturday, they had an early kickoff with Tranmere, which um, we'll get to. I think it's one of yours, isn't it? Um, yeah. And just before that, they released a statement with Harrogate, the EFL and Wrexham saying that the paperwork hadn't been submitted in time. Now, Phil Parkinson has said since that the paperwork wasn't submitted on time. Harrogate uh, were very keen to get a striker in. Apparently Luke Armstrong had agreed earlier in the day to go, but they they were kind of filling, backfilling, I guess. And so he suggested that that caused a delay. There has been some mention from Wrexham fans, largely, I don't think there's been anything official from the club, uh, talking about potentially lodging an appeal on the grounds that there are still complications between Wrexham playing in an English league and having some governance from the Welsh FA. And there is a belief amongst Wrexham fans that that might have allowed them an hour's extension up to midnight on Friday night. So that's kind of where it is. As it stands, Luke Armstrong, um, I think, well, I just feel massively sorry for him in, in all of this because he could be in a scenario where he is either stuck at Harrogate. Harrogate have got Josh March and uh, the guy from Middlesbrough, CISA. Yeah. In. Uh, so they're paying additional wages. They, you know, they can't be happy with this scenario either. 
and and Polly Armstrong is in a situation where he either, at the moment, as it stands, either plays for Harrogate or is potentially loaned out to the National League to cover that, and that someone maybe York covers his wages. Hey, York could be nice for him, wouldn't it? It's nice and local. Matt Ugly's got some money. Send to Halifax. Let Halifax have a go. Um, do you know? So I just feel it's made Wrexham look very amateur. I don't know. I think I we don't know, you know, whether Wrexham it you know it Wrexham may not have been relying on this extension that you know they've got Sean Harvey who was mm -hmm. president of the EFL. You'd think he knows everything kind of to the letter of the law. Yeah. It's it's happened. It's happened in League One with um, Johnson Clark Harris and Bristol Rovers. That didn't go through in time, and that's all fallen apart. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit more sympathetic. I do feel incredibly sorry for um, Luke Armstrong. Ryan's just added into our little chat that, um, and this is a direct quote from oh, the Daily Mail. <laughs> able to appeal the failed £500,000 transfer to Wrexham. The onus is on the buying club, EFL and Wrexham sources declining to comment on the talk of an appeal at the moment. So um, presumably that's because on Harrogate's side, they are very much EFL and all of their registrations have to be done by 11 o'clock. Um so yeah. someone said last night. Someone said last night to us that they think the issue is that Harrogate submitted to the English EFL and not the Welsh. Oh really? And that was a Wrexham fan saying that that was kind of what part of the agreement was that it was it was kind of like an international transfer. Like when you transfer to Scotland, it has to go through the certain wow. steps it has to go through the right the right channels which means it has to be lodged with i think fifa we had it with harry mccurdy last season yeah, but, I remember. and this is just a Wrexham fan who said that that was kind of how it was when they were in the national league as well um but here's the thing when that was the rule that or that was what they were told to do in the national league they're no longer governed by the national league no. if they've not checked what their rule is and what they need to do then just to be safe, after having three months to find the striker, maybe don't wait until 50 minutes after the English window all closes. Right. Like we, you know, we've said all along that Luke Armstrong was very clear that he wanted to leave. It was, you know, part of the conditions of him coming back. He, you know, going back to the beginning of August, he didn't, he uh, removed himself from uh, selection or I don't, don't know what the official term is, but you know it, he was going, or he very much wanted to go. Yeah. And so I, I, it's it's just a frustrating chain of events that Wrexham have waited so late, potentially, potentially, but also Harrogate haven't had backups ready to sign. You know, so that 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 chain didn't need to be so panicked and rushed at the end. Plus, it's not like the deal's changed. Um, 
It isn't. Like the, the figures that are announced or the figures that are still being spoken about were the same figures that were spoken about two or three weeks ago. We all mm -hmm. knew what the amount was. Yeah, MK Dons kind of came in and tried to, to do some, but from all accounts, it looks like Wrexham tried to go somewhere else first and there's been an accusation of tapping up that's been lodged with the EFL. Yeah, so it's not even just that. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. But that goes um, back to got... Tuesday, by the way. That goes back to yes, Tuesday. it does. Helen so. um, at Wickham. Um, BBC Sports Wales said earlier this evening that Wrexham are exploring options and considering whether to appeal the deadline signing failure. Now, that for me doesn't suggest that they think they've got much of a leg to stand on because yeah. if there was something in the rules that granted them an hour extension it would have been in on saturday by lunchtime yeah it, it yeah. absolutely would have done it would have been an immediate response wouldn't it the second that the efl came back and said no it would have been yeah. actually sorry mr mr efl yeah. these are the rules that we've been told and these are what we did yeah give us our player so let me ask you a question if you're Wrexham, do you take do you wait for Luke Armstrong in January or do you move on? I think they move on. I genuinely think that they'll move on. And I think Luke Armstrong is going to be left in a really, really difficult position where he's not going to get his move that he wanted. Mm. NK Dons aren't going to take him now in January unless they're in a real dodgy position. Yeah. But they've they've gone and they've, they've made other signings. Um, I think he'll still get a good move. It won't be... Of that money because those are those no. realistically Wrexham and MK Dons are probably the two offering the most money this season. Yeah. He had these and everyone's showed their hand now, haven't they, as well? So yeah. that kind of including him. Yeah. Because now everybody knows he's desperate to he's desperate to leave. So right. people are gonna go fantastic. I'll give you two grand a week. Come to battle. I, really, I do feel for him though, and I, I really feel for Simon Weaver as well in the situation that he's got himself in now with additional wages. I mean, here's the thing with Simon Weaver. His dad's the owner. He, he, could, <laughs> he's, he doesn't matter what he does. He's absolutely... Like, when they went 8-0 down to Blackburn on Tuesday, uh -huh. I said, Wednesday morning, he'll get a contract extension. Like, it's just... Here's my question for you. <laughs> Luke Armstrong, is he worth <laughs> half of what they've paid, do you think? Being realistic. Has he done... Look, I'm wrong. I he think was... he's a good player. Mm -hmm. He's good for Harrogate. Good for very good for Harrogate, but has he shown that he's a a three hundred, mm -hmm. let alone six hundred mm -hmm. grand? Play? No. no, and and I when think... I look and I see James Tilly doing what he's doing at, at mm. I think if yeah. Luke Armstrong's worth six hundred grand, yeah, what's Jake Young worth when Swin? This is the, this is the other thing. What's the knock on effect now? Was that your dog? Was no, that your that's my Jake Young buzzer. Oh, we got Jake Young buzzer. But look, there's a, but that's true, isn't it? What's he going to do to those sorts of things? Like Bradford are going to look and go, well, look what Jake Young's done. Why? Look what they paid for Luke Armstrong. Jake Young's doing better than him. So oh, you do I need to him. keep? I'll keep hating yeah. the buzzer if you keep I'm mentioning gonna, Jake. I'll also, keep saying. The new year is now upon us and tis the season for planning your next holiday adventure. Whether you're traveling to Germany for the Euros, France for the Olympics, or taking your partner or kids, 
on a much needed break to the Balearic Islands, downloading NordVPN is a must. NordVPN allows you to watch all sporting events, TV shows and films which are not available in your region by switching your location in just a click to one which is showing the content. So if you're away with the family and miss the pain of watching the EFL team you love the most, concede in the last minute due to a dodgy refereeing decision, then NordVPN is a service for you. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online by protecting your personal data and other sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash real EFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, you can download NordVPN today and use it across six, yes, six different devices, one for the whole family. So a massive thank you to NordVPN for supporting this podcast. And you can too by going to nordvpn.com forward slash real EFL to get a discount. The link is in the description. Away days are great, especially when your striker bags a last minute winner. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So, just mentioned James Tilly mm-hmm. and his form. Seventh goal of the season he scored on Saturday. Yeah. Very good for, for Wimbledon. They went 2-0 up away from home. They probably feel a little bit disheartened. They probably feel like they should have done more because they went 2-0 up, they ended up joined 2 all. Newport, yeah. I don't think it's an easy place to go. They're, they're one of those. It's called the Newport. Uh, I've got it here in front of me. Hannah, let me get my notes up. Let's, let's I'll have it. have it on my Charlotte's done my notes again it, somewhere. It, it, Will it, Evans, it. right? Because that was my point. Because Will Evans has scored seven this season. I hadn't even seen yeah. that. Like, yeah, both James Tilly's six, so it must have been one. Must one must have been in the cup? Oh, is James Tilly's on sixty for the? Ah, right. Okay, so yeah. Um, uh, oh, he scored against yeah. Chelsea. I mean, but shots on goal, 31 shots on goal, and he's got a 5.17 for 90 shots on goal. It's, 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 yeah, he's not doing bad, is he? He's gone from nowhere as well. Yeah, but who else scored? Who put down the microphone and came back? Omar Bogle. Oh, yeah? He's back for Newport. Bogle. Mm-hmm has put down mm-hmm. the rap career and has come back to scoring goals again because wow. he's got bored of rap. Um, he scored and then got subbed off. But, uh, yeah, again, second half, it seemed to be... I'm noticing a trend here that teams that are not getting the results, that they they, they seem to be the ones that are really pushing with these substitutions and, and pushing through a lot in sort of quick succession. It was just that Gillingham one that really baffled me at what they were doing. But yeah, no, looking at it, I think Newport will probably be the happier of the two sides. But at the same time, given AFC Wimbledon's form last season and where they were at, they're probably not as disheartened as I think they should be with yeah. 2-0 up and, and not thinking. But let, let, look, fifth and sixth in the league as well. Yeah, and they've come out of the transfer window still with Ali Al-Hamadi, which is yeah. not something that I necessarily expected. No, and they've only conceded four goals all season of New of uh, Wimbledon. Yay! Can't wait to play them on Saturday. Well, they've not got no players. <laughs> uh, so Morecambe, 
uh, beat mm. Salford 1-0. Salford are another victim of the 2022-23 uh, playoff curse. Uh, Michael Mellon scored for them in the, the 25th minute. And Salford were very much off pace. They had a bit of a reorganisation about an hour in and, and were better after that. Uh, but certainly... Um, not, not, absolutely not themselves. They're still missing key players. Uh, they've got signee, incoming signings that hadn't been registered, so couldn't play. Some criticism leveled about the ref. Um, Joel, so Matt, Matty Lund was sent off. Joel Senior, there was some argument or criticism that he should perhaps have been penalised for his reaction to it. And Donald Love was, it sounds like a playground, doesn't it? Donald Love was pulling Theo Vassell's hair. Uh, no no kind of further action there. And then as Matty Lund walked off, Tom blocks and throw a, bo a bottle at him. And that's... Yeah, and it, shit again, hit the fan. So, I mean, I guess that'll go in, um, in the fourth official's report uh, and, and will get submitted accordingly. But... Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about refereeing and, and refereeing decisions and also um, discipline and, and disciplinary trends. So, yeah, I don't... Have you seen, who has Salford got this week? Uh, Salford are playing this week. They go to... Oh, Walsall at home. Yeah, right. Ah, yes, because we spoke to a Walsall fan last night who expects to get pumped. So, that yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, one nil, um, not something that I think I would have expected, especially with you know, Salford known for coming back and and taking on those one nil losses and and turning yeah. it around. So, a bit of a um, a shock for them. So, that's so today, the night. So, Barrow and Morecambe is it Morecambe that have got international? Yeah, it's been cancelled. Yeah, it's been postponed. Uh, well, yeah, I think it is. I think it's Morecambe that have got some international players. And Derek Adams is, is he loves being able to get a game called off to give himself that, that extra time in training. Well, we could have done with it because Hippo, we've got Hippo as well. So we would normally have three, mm. but uh, he's injured. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. What's up? It's next? me. It's Mansfield. It's Mansfield. That absolute thriller of a game. Again, though, subs, it comes to it. Mansfield didn't make a sub until the 72nd minute. Bradford went earlier, tried to make a change. Here's what it was. It was a very dull game between two teams with a hell of a lot of injuries and neither team wanted to give any ground. It was the lowest shots in a game of the weekend. <laughs> there was 15 shots in the entire game wow. across, across both teams. Um yeah, it wasn't good by the, any counts. I wasn't there. I spoke to many people that were and asked. I, I can't. I'm, I'm glad this was the one game of the season that I have to miss because I had other things on. But it wasn't anywhere near. We're, we're going through a thing at the minute. At Bradford people are calling for the owner out and, and saying that they want the owner to invest more. It doesn't necessarily work like that. You can't. Mm -hmm. He has a million pounds, spend it because you've got financial fair play to, to look at yeah. like that. I had a bit of a, I don't want to say an argument, but I went back at some Bradford fans last night and said, 
you want a bigger budget, pay more money. Mm-hmm. We pay, let's we pay. Well, we actually worked it out. Geisley, National League North, we pay the same as them. Actually, a little bit less for a season ticket. Yeah. We pay National League North prices, and we expect top end League One performances. But you're the biggest defender of Bradford. Oh no, I am. I am. Every 100%. time it comes up, it's, you you hold it up as a mm-hmm. you're the only team that are doing it right. No, we're not the only one because we're not the cheapest. <laughs> but I no, I I think our prices are fair. But what I'm saying to fans is, if you're that desperate for more and you're not happy with, like, whenever we announce all these commercial things, everybody's not mm-hmm. happy with these commercial opportunities. And, oh, we're just getting that. We've got so many partners now. What does that do for us? It gives us a bigger budget because the other option is we go sack off these commercial partners and slap 100 quid on. Because it was someone worked out, if we put £100 on our season ticket prices, £1.4 million. Into the, on mm. top of the on top of it, we have to only do sixty percent of that. But you're still talking a million pound now. Mm. A million pound on a three year deal gets you a Paul Mullin. Mm. Does it though on wages and yeah. you've got, then you've got that off that and yeah. You, I mean, well, if it, Paul Mullin's what I'm not talking about Paul Mullin himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying Absolutely. a Paul Mullin play, a yeah. Paul Mullin. Wrexham are an, anom- an anomaly, but you could offer someone five grand a week, which is an mm-hmm. astronomical amount for this level. A five grand a week is, is 250 grand a year. 750 of that million goes on the wages of that player over three years. You could offer him a two-year deal on that and spend half a million. It's mm-hmm. it's there, but a hundred pound extra on top of the season tickets would be a huge difference. We have, and every year we confirm it, we have a top six, top seven budget. So yeah. why do we need investment? If we were finishing top six, top seven and failing, then we could go, we need more to get into that top three. We're not. We're not there yet. We're not getting to the limits of what that budget allows us to do. So why chuck more money at it? Because yeah. these same fans are saying Mark Hughes should lose, their, lose his job. My question is, would you trust Mark Hughes with a bigger budget? If you don't trust him with what he's doing and you don't like his tactics, you don't trust his... Everyone's panning the, the recruitment and talking about the players that were bringing in being poor. They're not cheap mm-hmm. players. They're just saying that the shit. It's like, well, fantastic. Would you trust him with more money? No. Well, then why do you want more money? Yeah, it winds me right up. But from a Mansfield, Mansfield perspective, looks like they got through a, a game with, I want to say, no injuries. I, I was just going to ask more. that. What was... um? So I've I've clearly been looking at stats this week because I feel like, you know, five games in or six games in, whatever it is, you can start to look at things like top scorers. Yeah. Stephen Quinn at Mansfield has had four assists and his assist per 90 is one, well, 1.02. But I don't think I noticed him at all when he played against us, if indeed he did. Yeah, and I don't think he. Well, it doesn't look like he did anything on on, on Saturday. No. He uh, he didn't play actually. Oh, maybe, maybe he's um, one of the ones that's out injured. Cooks out, isn't he? Cooks out. He's having a scan. Um, but but this just again confirms what I, what I said to people when people were knocking Cook and saying he should be dropped, and he's he got his three year deal and he's sat. He's just sitting on his ass now. Mm, no, no he didn't look right. He injured his knee in the first game against Crawley. Yeah. He re-injured it when we played you, yeah, and then yeah. on against Crew last week, he injured his hip. Um, he injured his hip, and he looked 
equally hobbled off at the end. He wasn't in any cut. He's having to have a scan on his hip and it looks like he's having the scan on his knee. So he's done some damage. Yeah. We haven't got the Andy Cook we had last season. He's still yeah. here and he will come back. But people criticising Andy Cook need to look and go, well, hang on a second. Andy Cook's not firing. On Saturday, mm. we went to an injury-ridden Mansfield. <laughs> we didn't do anything with it. Why Why yeah, are the but... other guys not stepping up? Why have we got no one else to get? Because again, we're in the same position as last year. Mm. We need Andy Cook. But then, so, so to a certain extent, a Mansfield, and you know, it's really not like me to stick up for Mansfield, but they, um, they're very much used to coping with a very depleted side, and they're gritty and they make yeah. the most of it. Uh, so, yeah, all credit to them. Cluffy um, said he said that, that he said he, Bradford. He just said we're we're a very resilient side. So essentially, we we went there and sat back, and we just kept firing. We just defended and kept coming back, and that's all it was. I think I think Mansfield had eight shots, we had seven, and that was the entire game. It's it's less than a shot every ten minutes, which is a terrible, terrible game. Um, Donny Swindon was nil nil. To hear the Swindon fans, you think that they'd won? I got very confused to the point that I ended up in a, we'll call it a discussion with your and mine favourite Swindon fan, Boo. Um, because my very um, considered, not loaded in any way question was whether actually they thought that they should have done better given that they were against a 10-man side for half the game um and there was no answer and then i you know and then he came well, on and said there, there was, there was too much to me stuff called me uh, a turkey and told me i was <laughs> called me a turkey and caught, said that i'm obsessed i didn't do you know what when i saw that so i you said you'd been talking to him i was like i need to check this i went and checked and i went on his profile and i typed in the word turkey that's all i did i thought i'm gonna check mm -hmm. and i'm gonna type in the word turkey I'm just going to read you something here. And do you know what? You can say that we're obsessed. I don't care because I'm putting him on blast here. You can say obsessed. So here it is. This goes back. Zero interaction here. No responses. Completely blocked. And and he's deleted a load. These are still here. 2nd of May, Bradford City Turkey mascot unveiled. 6th of January, false account. Look at the way Everington was spelled. Probably that turkey up north. 9th of January. Was that from that wheeling guy who goes on that 606 and hides in the background, <laughs> winding that turkey up to wind up Swindon fans? Then does a report about what Swindon fans think while quoting a Bradford tweet. That's the 9th of January. Then we go one step further. The 6th of January again. Don't believe that wheeling bloke because he gets his false information from that turkey who supports Bradford. <laughs> January again. Back and forth. He had a field day on these two days. And these, what he's doing is he's just replying to these different Swindon fans <laughs> going, don't be stupid. That turkey told you it was happening today. Aww. Anna, Anna, page one of five. <laughs> well, oh, and, and, yeah. and he every and all, all he keeps doing is tweeting saying obsessed. And I'm like, <laughs> I've, he baffles me. He, he, he's made, he said he's an angry bloke. He told me he has anger management issues. Um, 
not to get on the wrong side of him. So when we played them last season and I was working there, I went to Swindon, I went to the office and I asked for him by name and just said, look, let's sort it out. And they went, we've never heard of him. And he claims he works at the club. So oh, really? oh, it's just, a, honestly, he'll probably watch this. Someone will clip him and he'll say that turkey's obsessed. But boo, you're, I know, a, he doesn't you're a loser, know. mate. No, we ascertain that he doesn't listen to this. Um. Anyway, anyway, I'm not loser. I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm okay. Anyway, Tommy Ray was sent off for a high challenge. The Donny fans, you know, I think the County fans with the the Noel one were quite um, considered about it and quite yeah. you know, I don't know, recognised that it was a high challenge. Doncaster fans have not been quite so generous. It was a high challenge. Um, how bad it has to be as a fan base to have the only one who's speaking any sense about the challenge being Aaron Challoner. <laughs> Miss that. It's, it's a red all day long. It's similar to a Donny fan tagged me and said, is it a red? And I said, yes. He mm-hmm. said, well, what about the Noyle one for, for Stockport? I said, yes. Also a red. Yes, yeah. both are red. Yeah. Just because one wasn't given doesn't mean that yeah. you shouldn't then demand that yours no. isn't. You should demand that and, his was. Um, I said this at the time when we were talking about it. The outcome in terms of the level of injury doesn't make any no. difference to whether no. it's a red or not. Intention uh, and um, outcome are nothing, are they? You know. it's, it's it's about danger and the second your foot yeah. gets to that height, it's yeah, it's, you've got no control over what happens and it's it's a dangerous ground to be in. Yeah. Is it, um, why why do it? What what was what even with Noel and with him, what is going through his mind? Mm-mm. Don't know. Maybe, Single mindedness. Maybe it's a Doncaster thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how they're trained. That's how they're trained. <laughs> they just got a kung fu fighting playing yeah. in the background. But there were a few, um, a few close calls. Ironside had a good, uh, good attempt for Donny, uh, Charlie Austin, and uh, another budding singer, Godwin Malifi. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's been uh, their best. As well. so, he's apparently been their best permanent signing according to Swindon mm. fans let's see that right Tramway Wrexham I met a Tramway fan at Centre Parks on Sunday morning and he was uh, we had we had a good chat about this and so it'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are I'm going off of what Wrexham fans said here um, mm-hmm. it was a 1-0 win it probably should have been more Um mm-hmm. Looking at it, I mean, the, we don't follow XG too much, but there's you've got to take note of XG at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And when it is when it's 0.4 for Tramia and 2.8 for Wrexham, yeah, it shows that there was a real discrepancy between the two. 21 shots for Wrexham, six on target. Tramia only had 10 shots in total. I watched a video from the Tramia end where they filmed the Wrexham goal, just obviously because of the celebrations. and when it went in, they went, there it is. Like, they knew it was coming. Rex and Van said what I've been saying for a while. Tramia look like they're in trouble. They said they look directionless. They mm-hmm. look like they don't know what to do. The players look shell-shocked constantly. They, this, it's like there's no leadership. No one in charge has the experience to guide them through a 90-minute window, and they're really, really... I Right now, I would say Wrexham... Sorry, Tramira are in a hell of a lot of trouble this season if they so don't make I, a change. One of the things I said to the Tramir fan was that do you not think that 
it could be worse. Like, you you know, looking at the stats, you could have lost two or three, and it's like, oh, well, uh, yeah. You know, for them, it's a local derby, but Wrexham is still very much the National League team around the corner. Yeah. It's not. You know, so for him, it was that on paper, they should have absolutely smashed Wrexham. I don't know whether he doesn't read the internet. but Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I would have... I would have put money on it being more than 1-0 mm -hmm. to Wrexham. It was... Yeah. Probably the easiest game to predict of the weekend. Yeah, agree. Tramia look terrible. They mm -hmm. really look bad. And it's not the players because they've got good players. Yeah. They just don't have experience. And it's it's Ian Dawes, isn't it? I still think that he's yeah. Uh, I mean, look, until you said that apparently Dave Challen has got the next three games, I'd have said Ian Dawes was was top mm. of the first to go. Yeah. Um, um, and like Ryan just said in the chat there, considering Wrexham were having to deal with mm. the Armstrong stuff as well, and that that's yeah. a knockback and a disappointment. They've gone there and they've they've won, they've dominated. Uh, that reminds me, I saw lots of Wrexham fans really rating James McLean in that game as well. Yeah, apparently we're giving it to the home fans as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, apparently really giving it to the home fans, which I, I haven't mm. seen, but I've just seen a few people mention yeah. it. But, I mean, yeah, when you... It, they just... It was a set piece. Tramia got undone by, by mm. a set piece. But, yeah, what are you going to do? They've, they, uh, I fear for Tramia, I really do. And when they talk about Wrexham being the little non-league club around the corner, was well, it so long ago that Tramia were that? No. no They've got... That's, that's a, I think that's a bit of a shit attitude to have because mm -hmm. no one wants to be that national league club and yeah no they've got some horrible horrible weeks ahead um yeah. they play tomorrow night they play tomorrow night in the EFL trophy and then they've got Colchester Crawley and Akron if he mm. doesn't get from nine out of those three he's got to go he, from he, those are three winnable games uh, next up is Walsall Colchester. It was Colchester's fourth defeat in five. Um, Isaac Hutchinson, it was a 1-0 win for Walsall. It was his second of the season. And Walsall, I don't think, ever looked particularly ruffled. There were two absolutely amazing shots, like proper over-the-head kick from... Um, Draper, can't remember what his first name is. Um, and but other than that, I think Colchester had one cleared off the line by Daniels quite late on. Other than that, just didn't just didn't seem to threaten at all. Um Colchester have announced today, I think, that they've signed uh Cameron McGeehan from yeah. uh Ostend. So he's a Full Northern Ireland um, international. He's twenty-eight midfielder. Um, I love this. He he was at Fulham, and then when he was ten, Chelsea paid five figures for him. Wow! <laughs> but he's twenty-eight yeah. now, and you know he's been passed around, been around a bit. Barnsley and yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's their signing for 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 today, anyway. Whether they've got that much more business to do, I don't imagine so. But do you think Ben Garner's in trouble? 
Well, who was it? Oh, so uh, Junior Chamaday has gone to Stoke. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, Stoke it is. And yeah. to push that through one deadline day. I mean, he, yeah. he they obviously they, he made that happen at the last game, didn't he, when they went neck and well, when they went And do you know what? Here's another one where... You know, there were Owen Moxon is another one who didn't didn't move. You kind of you just expected something to happen, and it was every week I was saying to you, "Oh, Ali, Ali Ahmadi's still at Wimbledon. Junior Chamberlain is still at um, at Colchester." So yeah, and um, did someone say about Ben Garner had had another run in with someone on 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 Saturday? I don't know actually. I don't know, I don't know uh, who it was. Uh, don't don't remember but yes uh so i think there's there's frustration and tension kind of bubbling boiling over yeah um right so last one <laughs> wow what a finale well this is do you know what this is where i what right so i've been to games before where over 90 minutes my eyes have gone because i've thought this is so dull i'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> It's never happened on a two-minute highlight video before. <laughs> it, it did today. Um, if that game had... If, if they'd said, you know what, we're going to play for seven hours and it finished nil-nil, after watching those two minutes, I'd have gone, I'm not surprised. That was awful. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. But Forest Green got a win out of it. Um, Sutton... Mm-hmm. Look at that form. It's it's right there. Um I can't they, see it. It's too small. Is it too small for you? So they've not won since they've lost every game since opening day. That's the fifth loss on fifth loss on the bounce. And the thing is it when did you look feel anomalous, to be honest, didn't it? I mean yeah. yeah, all credit to them, but it was Yeah. A surprise. The, they they don't look uh, well. Right now, I, right now, I was asked last night, who do I think is going down? Right now, I'll always say Crawley because I think I expect Crawley to to, to kind of the wheels to yeah. fall off and them to settle in. Based on how things are right now, I would say that Sutton and Tranmere are my two. I would think Doncaster are going to mm-hmm. pick up. I would think Doncaster are going to pick up, but Sutton and Tranmere are my two right now that I think are in serious trouble unless they make changes. I don't think Sutton will make a change. I just, mm. I just can't see them making a change because they've. I think I feel like they'll feel there's a there's a lot of loyalty there. They weren't expected, let's be honest, to come up out of the national mm-hmm. league, but they did. Um, yeah, I suppose it all depends on the fan base and if they've kind of got that EFL mentality now, or if they are yeah. still, if they've still got that national league mentality, then it could be a, that he kind of gets away with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. For, for me, looking at that, that's that's a, appalling. The one on the opening day. Look now, Notts County is at top of the league and sort of sat twenty third. But um, yeah, I it was so dull. It genuinely was so dull. It was. I, I actually thought, oh, when I go to bed tonight, I'll put those highlights on. And I'll be out like a light. Um, <laughs> it just yeah. Look, Forest Green aren't doing anything special. They didn't when no. the season when they went up as well. They didn't do anything. They didn't play impressive football. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they never looked mm-hmm. like a team that were going to smash someone. They just kind of scraped yeah. about, and and it was ugly, and they, they got where they needed to be. But yeah, um, 
and they were the only what was it were they the only relegated team not to win on the opening weekend they lose to Salford who Forest Green Forest Green sorry I went completely blank then in my mind <laughs> uh, yeah sorry. so yeah so if we, we're looking here they lost the opening weekend uh who else was there there was MK Dons won uh Accrington won Markham won so yeah Mm. The only one to not yeah. win. Um, the thing with it is, and this so uh, Forest Green are probably going to hang around League Two for a long while now. That, mm. they, they, had, they had the chance, they went up, they, they shit the bet, they came back down. Yeah. Um, but before we do end, I wanted to, we, I got in an interesting discussion about Scott Lindsay today. All right. So, first half of last season, I thought he did okay with Swindon, give him. Mm-hmm. He got them playing. Was it was it pretty? Absolutely not. But it was no. effective for the squad that they had. Yeah. He then went on to Crawley, and mm-hmm. we were talking about. It actually stemmed from last night, where I I said that if Mark Hughes went, I'd want Michael Flynn as Bradford manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we moved on to a, a bit about Scott Lindsay, and a, and a Swindon fan said, "Well, I hope because I defend Scott Lindsay." They said, "Well, I hope when Scott Lindsay or when Mark Hughes goes, Bradford gets Scott Lindsay." And I said, mm-hmm. "If Scott Lindsay." Keeps Crawley 16th in the league with his mm-hmm. squad this season. I yeah. hope Scotland's he is Bradford's manager because yeah. I worked out last season he bettered Pete Wilde for points. Did he? Add his Swindon and his Crawley together. I think he either uh-huh. was two points ahead or bang on. I'm I'm questioning myself now. He's either on 62 or 64, but he was right. bang on. It's either bang on or just ahead. But bear in mind the second half of that season he played with that Crawley team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picked, yeah. I think, I think he picked up twenty-four points with that Crawley team in the second half of the season. Yeah, which I look if he can do that with that team, what can he do with a good team? Uh, but that's—I yeah. think that's a discussion for next. Maybe we open next week with that that discussion because we keep talking about who's going to be the first to get sacked. It's going to come. It's going to come in the next few weeks. I'm surprised. I mean, we said this last week that with Dean Holden going at Charlton, there would be like a domino effect. And I'm surprised that it's not affected mm-hmm. uh, yet. But, you know, there's, there's it might still do when time. They appoint, when they appoint, it might do. Because yes, when, they, when they make that appointment from, let's say they, they take Grimsby's manager and Grimsby start mm-hmm. looking for a manager, these teams oh, yeah. are, are going to go, shit. They're going to go for our yeah. choice. Um, yeah. But the, I think for the start next week, why don't we both come with a let's let's go for those three? So we'll go Sutton. Who were the three? Sutton, Colchester, Tramia, right? Mm-hmm. A name of who you think should come in at each. <laughs> and you can take them from another club. You, it's got to be realistic. You can say oh, I it's think like it's um, fantasy uh, football manager, manager. Yeah, football manager, manager. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, All right. Have we got a rose this week? Someone missed the rose so we kind of need someone um, to put um, in it. I had a good one. Oh, I did have. Hang on, I've got a good one. Oh, yours one. was um, yours was sponsored, sponsored, like everything sponsored. Was it? No, because I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like sponsored things. Uh, if you know what though, it made me laugh because I think we talked about that, and then the next day. It were um, Stockport County announced that they were looking for a team sheet sponsor for yeah. match day. Yeah, no, so yeah, because we dropped Rosette and then someone said that they actually like 
Yeah. Rosette. Um, <laughs> the other thing we were going to do this week, we haven't got time for, was read out uh, reviews, good reviews and bad reviews. Which, we haven't been sent um, them yet, actually. We haven't been sent week. them all yet. I've got my Rosette. Go on. You ready for this? Yeah. Just because you've played football doesn't mean you can talk about it. And I'm looking at Gabby Agbong Lahore and I'm looking at Michael Owen. I'm looking at Graham Souness, who I can't stand as a pundit. The, like Gabby Agbong Lahore, last week, he literally sat on TalkSport after Doncaster played Everton. It was it was Donny Everton, wasn't it? Or was it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was it the Donny Everton game or was it the one the night after? Uh, no, Donny Everton was Wednesday, wasn't it? So who was the Tuesday? There was Donny Everton and there was Everton. another one. Salford um, Leeds. Salford Leeds. It was, sorry, it was Salford Leeds. Mm -hmm. And he sat there and he went, well, I wanted to watch Tottenham Villa. Yes. Um... So why would I, why, I'm not interested in watching that. I wanted to watch Tottenham Villa. Right, two things. First of all, Tottenham's ground is eight miles from where Gabby Abong Lahore is. If he wants to watch mm -hmm. Tottenham Villa, go. Just... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Second of all, we're going to watch Tottenham Villa twice this season in the Premier League. We're going to see it. It's going mm -hmm. to be on, so you can just watch those games. Mm -hmm. He said he said that Salford knocking Leeds out wasn't a giant killing. So mm -hmm. what is it? What is it when a League Two side that's in poor form knocks out a Championship Premier League chasing mm -hmm. side? It's mm -hmm. he, sorry, Gabby, you're just chatting bollocks, and that's like they they all do it. You see. Graham Souness, when he used to do that thing at Man United and he'd say, well, yeah, I know Harry Maguire scored an own goal, but where's Paul Pogba in all of this? That was the running thing and he, 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 it was genuine. And then Michael mm. Owen's whole thing of, I think the team that wins this is going to be the one that scores the most goals. Of course, Michael, well done, bravo. Did you learn that in your playing career? Um, we see a lot of pundits complaining about people like us who do this, who mm. end up getting opportunities and going, why are they getting these opportunities? They never played the game. Well, yeah. look at Gabby Agbong Lahore. He's proving why people who play mm -hmm. the game shouldn't be given those chances because yeah. he's talking nonsense. And it's the same, you know, we like recently we've interviewed Neil Redfern, um, Ian Barraclough, who have, you know, both had different kind of roots into manage, manage, managing. Then you've got people like Nathan Rooney who never played. It, it doesn't, it, it's the same, just because you played, you can't be by definition a manager. It's like um, a boys club, isn't it? It's like a, yeah, it's like a yeah. But yeah. But have you seen, just while we're on Michael Owen, have you seen his wonderful new campaign for peacocks? I haven't, but Michael Owen having a campaign for peacocks uh -huh. does not surprise me in the slightest. No. It's, it's impeccable. I'll I'll share it with you. I'll have a look. Um, yeah. The other argument on on was he was annoyed that Gary Neville was commenting yes. on Sky. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Now there's no one's mentioned this part, so I went and checked and I spoke with people at Sky and I asked the question: Why was Gary mm -hmm. Neville involved? Mm -hmm. Patrick Bamford was supposed to be the core commentator. Oh really? Sky pulled or Leeds pulled him at the last minute. So right. Made sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At that point, if, yeah. if it had been Bamford and Neville, it makes sense. Unfortunately, yeah. Leeds pulled Bamford at the last minute and it ended up being Neville and I can't remember who the other guy was, but that's why it ended up as that. And look, is it, it, Gabby had Bonghorn moaning about that 
highlights the bigger problem. He should we we are happy that Gary Neville, who presents Monday night football and commentates mm. on the biggest Premier League games, is yeah. at Salford commentating on Salford versus Leeds in the cup. Yes, yeah. he is Salford. So that that's a massive pull. Doesn't mm. matter. I don't understand the issue and He's basically saying what we've said all along. He doesn't give a shit about the lower leagues. He really mm -hmm. doesn't. And, and he highlights my thing, and I'll never move away from it. I think all players at some stage should have... It should be mandatory that they should have to have a stint at a lower league club. There should, be <laughs> a, there should have to be a certain amount of games played at a certain level before you can play in that elite... Like national service. <laughs> yeah, send them down to us. We'll, we'll get them right. National league service. National League service because you don't. The thing is, you don't see those players that went to the National League. Look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane mm. went to Leighton Orient, England's captain, top goal scorer. Is he top goal scorer now? I think he is, isn't he? Mm. Or he's up there. Um, yeah. You don't see him knocking the. You don't see him moaning no. that Salford are playing Leeds at all. He, no. he don't. He don't care. Gabby Albongalahor mm. wants to watch a game nine miles away from his house, but he wants to watch it on TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ryan's just said, well, well done, Erling. You're at Sutton this year. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine it? Like, thing is, how much would that help? GFL? No, 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 I've got it right. You do it like the NFL draft. So Erling Haaland goes to Crawley. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it works. Dom Telford <laughs> is going to Man City. That was what the summer that's what the summer should have been. But obviously not to that degree. No, I think. I don't necessarily, I don't think all players, when you sign players from abroad, because that's going to be different. Mm -hmm. But I mean, players that come up through youth systems should be sent out to learn yeah. and, and understand. Because he doesn't, he, he said that, I still can't get around, Salford beating Leeds isn't a, Salford, who've never been in the third round of the League mm -hmm. Cup, yeah. beating Leeds. And by the way, they deserve to beat them in normal time. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Salford isn't, that's not a giant, what is it? Mm -hmm. What does it? What, and it what was, does Salford have like, to do? Ultimately, it's entertainment, isn't it? And you know, yeah. when you get yeah. clubs at very different levels, like we recognise that League Two football is very different to yeah. Championship football to Premier League football. You know, so there's that clash of styles, which makes it even more interesting, and the physicality yeah. of mm -hmm. it, and you know, the just the amount of space and what they're used to it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's almost like cross code in in rugby, but wasn't Villa by the way? Sorry, it was Fulham. Fulham Tottenham he wanted. Um, okay. But 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 it's the thing. He said he said that Fulham Tottenham, Fulham beating Tottenham on penalties was a bigger giant killing than Leeds and Salford. Mm -hmm. Which it, I mean, so a League Two club beating a a Premiership chasing side isn't as big as a team. Beating a club who doesn't win trophies. Yes, and on that bombshell, Ryan says we have to stop talking. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to say we're going to go. We'll do. We'll do, we'll do the, league, the league two really AFL podcast after hours. I didn't say his name. No, I know, but Ryan told me to use it. I'm going to keep going after the after it's gone because I've got myself wound up now. But yeah, so essentially, I'm I'm giving Michael Owen and Graham Sooners a pass. My rose head, and let's put it out on Twitter, is Gabby Agbong Lahore. Get in the bin, you little waster. Um, and he's a shithouse and all because every time he gets called out, he doesn't respond. 
and he won't go to clubs that he's slagged off. He doesn't do it. He's a, he's a shit house. And I've had that confirmed across the EFL. He's known as a shit house. So get in the bin. Okay, lovely. There's a lot of editing right. this week. <laughs> Maybe by next week, Liam will have calmed down. Uh, there, we would love for you to rate us five stars on <laughs> Apple, Spotify, and any of your other podcast viewing platforms. We're doing something a little bit different on Thursday night, and we'll be going live previewing Saturday's games. So by then, we'll know exactly what the Saturday games are. Next Thursday, not this Thursday. Oh, no, yeah, next Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got no. Oh, so I'll be like post Wimbledon. We're yeah. about to sign our manager, MK Don's prep. Yeah. And we've got guests yeah. as well. We're going to pick, we're not doing every game, are we? We're going to pick, I think we said two or yeah. three games that we think are the key games of the weekend. And we're going to get fans from each of those on to discuss the game, which we'll do it live. It's probably going to go wrong. Um, but yeah. Jay, it's, honestly, I, I say it, I've said it before. It absolutely is going to be the best place to be. It's going to be great. Cannot wait. Yeah. Let's go. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for another look back at the exciting world of League Two. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Josh. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And do you know what? Your mates already got booked for double dipping. But then late on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.